0: Well, this could be the weekend where the Seahawks clinch a playoff spot as they travel down to Santa Clara to take on the forty ers And on this Friday, let's talk with the coach of the Seahawks, Pete Carroll. Hey coach, great to talk with you today. Hi, Dory. Good good to be on with you. What a fun role this has been. I mean, it just the flow of the season and the you know the growth in the team. I just—I have talked to so many fans, Pete, who have told me that they are having as much fun watching this team's growth as you know any of your past seasons here. Well, that's
1: great. It, it's it, that means it's translating and it's coming across that, that the fans can see the kind of fun that they're having and what they're bringing to it. You know, they're really they're really making the most of it and they're enjoying the heck out of it and excited about every challenge and, and and uh it's been fun to fun to coach. I'm glad it's fun to watch too.
0: Yep, yeah, that's certainly what I'm hearing. So, uh Monday night, that was uh the the kind of tidal wave in the fourth quarter where you take a three-nothing game and break it open. I know that, you know, as we talk about the momentum of a season, the momentum of a game, there have to be few things let, you know, more satisfying than than seeing a game just crack open and the kind of role that you guys got on there.
1: Yeah, that was that was really exciting, and it was uh, it was such a tight game the whole time. and We just got kind of accustomed to the fact that it was going to be close, and, and then all of a sudden we get our touchdown, we hit the two point conversion, and and, uh, and the next thing you know we're in the end zone again on a spectacular play by Jacob Martin and and uh, Justin Coleman. It was really. Really uh, uh, an exciting, you know, couple exchanges there. Bobby's played, too, you know, to add to that on the block from the kick. And, and you know, we put together a pretty good night.
0: Well, I loved Bobby in the post game because somebody asked him about, you know, just the pure athleticism of, of what he did. Because you used to be able to get a running start, right? And now it's basically got to be a broad jump.
1: Is that right? Yeah, really, Dory. Remember, remember a couple of years ago, uh, Bobby had had one. I think Cam yeah. Chancellor had had two. And they changed the rules the next year, you know, that you couldn't get a running start. But the rules are that now you can if you're on the line of scrimmage, you can jump over the lineman if without if you don't leverage anybody underneath you, and so that's that's really what we're you know what we did and practice and tried to get done
0: yeah, and so Bobby afterwards when he was asked about it, he said it's no big deal, I'm an athlete, and I was thinking about that because at at your level, everybody's a great athlete. And to see somebody whose athleticism, just that you know, that combination of of speed and hops and strength, uh, for have, someone to stand out athletically among all the great athletes in the league, that really is pretty exceptional.
1: Yeah, it, it that it, it is that, and, and Bobby's one of those players that d- does stand out, and he does things over time that just they kind of blow you away that he could be that special. But uh, he is, and he's been for a long time. And it, you know, really, he has to be that unique an athlete and gifted to be this consistent, this long. You know, and, yeah. and uh, it's it's really been a, an incredible career we've watched.
0: Which led to a thought that I had: uh, Who's the greatest athlete, just in pure athleticism, that you've ever coached?
1: Well, there was a guy back in Minnesota named Joey Browner that. Uh, oh yeah. That that really. It was just a phenomenal athlete. He was big and fast and strong and was he a defense, quick defensive end? He, he could do everything. You know? defensive end? No, no, no. That was his brother. He 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 was a defensive back. Okay. He was number one pick by the Vikings from USC years ago, and and I got there in his I think his second year, uh, and boy, he was he could do unbelievable things on the football field. He was amazing.
0: And who uh, has there ever been an athlete that you've seen and you thought? Man, I would love to coach that guy.
1: Oh, oh, sure. All kinds of guys. I got to. You know, one of the guys, my favorite guys playing was, was Ronnie Lott. Uh, when he came through, and you know, we had, you know seen him you know play college, and then he went had a great career, and then he he got uh, let let out at San Francisco, went to Oakland, and then we got a chance to get him at the Jets in one year. So that that was one of my real treasures to have a chance to you know to get him late in his career and have a chance to compete with him.
0: Nice. All right. Uh, as we said, it was a defensive struggle. A lots been made. Russell Wilson lowest quarterback rating of his career, and and I was you know we were talking on the post game show. I think quarterback rating is such a outdated stat because it doesn't take into effect the 40-yard run that he had and just the winning mentality that he brings. Uh is what do you think about quarterback rating as a stat? Well, I
1: I think it's, you know, something to go by. Um there's a couple different ways to do it, but um I think it's something to to measure. You know, it's it's nothing's that the absolute, you know, fixture on what you, what you should trust in, but it does give you a gauge. That that game in particular, you know, uh, we ran the heck out of the ball, and Russ probably had four or five balls he had to throw away. So that, without the rest of the numbers to support him, you know, we only threw the ball 20 times. You know, so um, he did play a nice football game, but he didn't. We didn't hit on some of our stuff. You know, we had two big plays on the on the pass interferences that are like catching a deep ball. That. That are the same almost as catching them. So we had some some production out of the throwing game that gave us field position changes that was important to us. But but he, you know he'll play he'll play much sharper than that, and and you know, obviously that was a rare and those were rare numbers.
0: I know how important turnovers are to you. What other stats are the most important to you?
1: Well, the the, the points is what's important, you know, particularly <laughs> yeah, on defense. You know how many points you give up. That's that's always been one that's kind of not talked about as much as it, as important as it is, but it starts with the ball and then and then the points are, are, are huge. You know, the, one of the inside stats I think I've shared with you before is on offense, uh, completions and, and, uh, and rushes. You know, if you you add up fifty or more of those, you pretty much win all those games. You know, you're about eighty five percent winner when you do that, and so that's that's another really significant stat. To get there, it's a real statement about the kind of game that you played on offense, and so it really adds to it all.
0: And then the other stat for Russ is he became the winningest quarterback in NFL history in his first seven seasons. And, you know, that's just mind-blowing to me when you think about Joe Montana and, you know, Tom Brady. I mean, all these guys that no one has won more games in their first seven years than Russell Wilson. That's pretty exceptional.
1: I think that's an extraordinary mark and that statistic I know is the most important one to Russ um of all of them you know and and uh th- there's a lot of great players that have had great careers and has lasted forever and all of that they can't you know they can't claim that one so uh I really really think that's a very important stat you know and he'll always he'll always own that so that's pretty cool
0: After the game you made sure to give uh, credit to John Schneider too for becoming the winningest GM in in franchise history and can can you just share a little bit about what makes your guys relationship so special and just work so well well you know John John is you
1: know he started in this business so early at such a young age back in the day and he has just become just so extraordinary that his his savvy and his gut and, and that is so important in this his side of the business you know and um, his experience with we've been with really great people too and he's drawn from that but it's really the entire makeup that he brings you know he's really a great thinker and he's creative and he's he's, he's uh, there's like some real uh, mental agility about him that, that allows him to be able to process things and, and make great decisions and, and just you know bring a quality partner into this business and so um, I, what I've done is try to just support him, just stay out of his way, and let him, let him just like a great player, give him the freedom to do the things that he can do. And, and uh, you know, it's been fun to watch. He's been a great partner in all of this.
0: And some of the hidden gems you guys have found. Jordan Simmons stepped in uh, for DJ Fluker on Monday night. You, you, George Fant, who played so little. He was a college basketball player. It seems like you guys have more players with less experience than any team I've ever seen. <laughs>
1: I don't know that's something we should be proud of
0: but but that 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 is it is true you know there's another one you know, that j r Sweezy's
1: with us, you know he never played offense before he got got the professional football and and uh or he didn't play it in college anyway and and so there's there has been some guys like that we've taken some shots. I think that's what I'm talking about when when I mentioned, you know john's his gut and his instinct on on stuff is uh is really exceptional and, and he's he's just found us great players just because he can see through some of the other stuff, you know, and and uh, you know, David Moore's a, a really interesting example of that too and how he's gonna blossom into a fantastic player here and, and, and just take Russell. You know, there's a lot of teams that didn't didn't take Russell when they could have before us and so I think he's he's His track record is really clear, and and he's been awesome.
0: Well, and you guys have great chemistry, and your team this year, like we were talking about a few minutes ago, obviously has great chemistry that translates to the fans. I heard you say something midweek about the players, and I wrote down the quote. You said, you tell them, if you're not having fun, then I'm screwing up. And and I I just thought that was really interesting in – how you build team chemistry because this year it really seems to have gelled
1: well it it is it isn't really important to me, and I've always loved this game because we get to you know we get to play and and uh you know i don 't use that term lightly i mean this is supposed to be something that we do that we love to do and we have fun doing it and and you can't wait to get out there again and go see how far you can take it and and all the the challenges that go along with it There's a lot of hard work with it, but that doesn't mean that you can't enjoy the hard work too you know and so um, I've, I've just always kind of held on to that thought, you know. That if we're not figuring out the ways to enjoy what we're doing, then, then I, I, I got to get my my act together because uh, I'm the one supposed to keep this thing going in the right direction. So we've always had fun, and, and this this year I don't think really it's any more than other years. It's um, because we've always wanted to find the good stuff that that you can enjoy with along with the hard work but this this group in particular is just they're having a blast with what we're doing and and uh it's just been really fun to work with them
0: okay let's talk about your team's health going into sunday you had a lot of guys on the the midweek injury list
1: yeah we we have a few guys you know that's kind of how it goes this late in the season um we're hoping to see some guys pop you know here uh when we come to game day but for the most part we're we're okay you know We're, we're our backup guys that are jumping in uh, have had enough play time. That, that, you know, like Jordan Simmons is a good example. Um, you know, he's going to be uh, his third game starting, but he's, he's done a lot of good stuff. So we're not concerned about that spot as much as maybe you would think otherwise. We'd love to get Fluke back, but we don't think he's going to make it. Uh, KJ is not quite ready yet, but he's going to go for it next week. We'll see what that means. Uh, he looks, he's practicing this week and, and got through it so, uh, and feels great. So there's a chance for him to return. Um, what, what other people you you concerned about? Doug Baldwin. Uh, Doug practiced uh, late in the week, and, and uh, if everything goes well all the way up to game time, he, he has a good chance to play.
0: Man, I saw some splits on Russell's stats this week with Doug on the field and Doug off the field. And I know that you know, he's an impact guy, but with Russ's stats, it was, it was pretty dramatic.
1: Yeah, well they've been together a long time and they they see uh they say see things the same, you know. And so that that's such a great benefit when you have that kind of chemistry with your players. Russell's developing a great sense for for Tyler as well. Um but you know, you got a lot of years here in these guys and, and when you don't have Doug, there's a difference.
0: Yep. Okay, you got 49ers coming up on Sunday. You just played them 2 weeks ago. That's uh, that seems like a strange thing that the NFL can't get a little more separation when when you have a division opponent like that. That's that's kind of weird to play, play a team twice in three weeks.
1: Yeah, it doesn't happen very often, but it, with the the emphasis of playing division teams late in the season, which they try to do when, wherever they can on the schedule, it, it does pop up a little bit more than it used to. Um, but it, I don't think it's a big deal. I mean, I don't, maybe the fans don't don't take to it or something, but we don't care. You know, we, we don't care who we're playing. We just want to go out and play football again.
0: And you guys uh, you know, handled them pretty well a couple of weeks ago, 27-point win. Any danger, and I, I know that you have to work all the time to make sure you guys are just on point every second, but is there ever any danger of, of anybody taking things for granted?
1: Sure. Every week, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter yeah. who you're playing, you know? I mean, that's the constant that is always making sure that every game is the biggest game in the world, you know, and it's, it's the only one we get to play, and we just don't want to miss it, you know? And so uh, this is no different, you know? And, you know, we always talk about we're learning and preparing to play championship football. Every game is a championship game for us so that when you get here and, and there are playoffs out there and all of that, you know how to handle it. And uh, we're not going to do anything different, but in and, and that – that's the challenge you know we want to prepare like it's a championship game we want to take it to the, to the stadium and when it comes to game time on a field we want to play like it and so it doesn't matter who we're playing that's about us and our preparation so we're, that's again what we're tasked uh you know, to, to see tasked to figure out and we'll see if we can do it again
0: when when you guys were sitting at zero and two you're such a positive guy when you were sitting at zero and two how positive were you inside that you'd be talking about uh, you know likelihood of the playoffs this year
1: well, I, I never I, – th- that was way too early to be thinking anything other than that. I mean, I, that's – I got too much positive. I mean, that, that, and that's two games in the 16-game year. So that's not – that wasn't the case at all. I was disappointed, you know, and I was, I was mad that we, we put ourselves in that situation. We didn't come out right, you know, but – um you know, thankfully now, you know, we've, we found our way back to it. And, and uh, you know, it's, it's never okay when you don't win a division. You want to win the division, play at home in the playoffs, you know. And, and we didn't get that done. So we got to make the, the most of what we have left. And that's uh, to see if we can get something done this weekend and finish this, this season on a really high note so we can make something of it in the playoffs if, if we're so fortunate.
0: Yep. Well, last week you and I talked about momentum. So I, I really would love to see you guys just keep this role going on Sunday. Pete, great talking with you. And i look forward to chatting next week.
1: All right. Hey, Joy, one thing yes. I would like to say. that I thought that, that our, the 12s just cranked it up this last weekend. And it was such a joy to play for, those, for the fans and the way they were. You know, We had talked about it a little bit during the week, and you helped us on your show and all that. And uh, They really they really turned it up. So we'll, we'll get back to them in a couple of weeks and get a couple more big ones here at home.
0: Awesome. Okay, sounds great, Pete. Go get them. Thank you. See ya. The coach of the Seahawks, Pete Carroll Show, and we have lots more straight ahead as the Dory Monson Show rolls on.